Blog Talk Radio. This is the Change Book Radio Show, global insight and inspiration for life and business. We're brought to you by the fastest growing personal development book series in the world titled The Change. And I'm your host and voice, Stacey Carnaluni, transformational leader and coach, international best-selling author, and founder of High Powered Success Academy and StaceyC.com, The Power to Be. Welcome to The Change. Hey, friends. It's Stacey C. here on the Changebook Radio Show. We're so, so excited that you're joining us today. We've got the ever-evolving, crazy, awesome Chris Keaton with us today. Chris, can you hear me okay? Yes, thank you. Awesome. That's <laughs> so good. All right, Chris, is, I'm just going to introduce you real quick, and then we'll get right into it. Um, Chris is Nashville-based entertainment industry executive, award-winning music publisher, artist management consultant, and 2016, I love this, inductee in the North Carolina Music Hall of Fame. He assists artists and songwriters in achieving goals and making their dreams a reality. He's got news you can use, fashion, style, and music industry insider tips um, to share with us today, as well as insight from his upcoming book. So we are just excited. Whatever he's got to share, he's going to bring it big. So welcome to the change, Chris Keaton. Hey, thank you, Stacy, And uh, I'm really happy to be here. And, and you know what I really love about your name? It's so musical because it's like Stacy Carnaluti. <laughs> I mean, you can do that all day long. That's right. <laughs> That's I mean, awesome. You ought, People you ought to get let me do a jingle for you. That's right. <laughs> I might just have you do that. <laughs> All right, let's start with your history. Like, where did you grow up, and, and was music something that you were born into or that you had to work on, or just give us a little background where you started? Well, yeah, um, you know, I was really fortunate uh, to have two parents who were really, really supportive. My mother is still uh, still plays piano at 87 years old and plays circles uh-huh. around most people. She was a church organist for 50-plus years, so I was born right into it. My dad was a doctor, but he loved to sing, and he sang in church and all of that. And, and I mean, they never wavered in their support for me. In fact, when my, when my dad passed away, at his funeral, several people told me that they had talked to him over the years and said, you know, aren't you – don't you wish Chris would have been a doctor – and his response was always, you know, if he would be as unhappy being a doctor as I would be playing in a band, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Aww. And so, you know, it was such a gift for me. And, and so, I mean, I started playing piano at four. I started playing sax when I was uh, 11. And uh, it just kind of snowballed from there. That's beautiful. I love it. A good parent just wants their kids happy and living in their lane. You you write a lot about that, you know, finding your lane and staying in it, right? Is that something that you really oh, yeah. um, have seen? Yeah. And to be able to find your lane at that young age is such a gift. Well, it really so was. And, and, and I was I was really blessed. And then, you know, just I also am the luckiest guy that you'll ever meet because I just show up and look around and go, oh, this will work. And, mm-hmm. and it, invariably it does. It's just, you know, it, it's, you know this better than me, but it's all about surrendering to the flow and letting mm-hmm. the flow move you in the direction that you're supposed to go. I'm not saying to be free and easy and just like, you know, wherever the wind blows. And that's not what I mean. But what I mean is when those signs around you 
if you if you are tuned in enough to see and hear those things around you that are signs, you, you should pay attention to them because that's the reason yeah. they're there. They're there for you, right? Yeah. Oh, that's so true. A friend and I, a friend of mine um, last week she had a hat on that said "Don't," like really really big block letters. Don't go with the flow. And it was hilarious because I was talking about going with the flow. Like, don't go by force, go by flow. And really, we're talking about flowing in the unforced rhythms of grace. There's this power, this grace, you know, that's there to guide us. But there's also a flow of the world that will take you, like you said, wherever the wind blows. And, and it'll end you up wherever, you know, way lost. So um, you're right. It's, it takes a discerning spirit to really know, like, what that flow really feels like. But once you find it, you definitely can recognize when you're not in it and <laughs> when you are. Oh, yeah, you know? oh, yeah. That's yeah, so for sure. Beautiful. And I guess, the, I guess my uh, hillbilly background would say, you know, the, the difference between going with the flow and, and following the crowd is when your mom used to say, oh, well, I guess if Kenny stuck his head in the fire, you would too, you know. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> if Kenny jumped off a bridge, are you going to follow him? Yeah, totally. So, exactly. um you were inducted into the Hall of Fame. What? How old were you when you got inducted? Oh, 2016. That was just not, yeah. so, not so long ago. Yeah, I'm not going to okay. tell you how old I was then. That's <laughs> I'm going I'm to lie not, to you like I lie to everybody else about it. It's so not necessary. We don't need to know that. But it just happened. Well, so you had a lot of success. So give us a few. You wrote about some of the lessons that you learned um, in Chapter 14 of the Change Book. Um, I mean, Book 14 of the Change Book series. But share a couple of those lessons that you learned in the um, music industry. Well, two of them that really continue to speak to me are one is no – doesn't mean a thing. No only means no right now. And there was a, oh, that's so good. a gentleman who was very successful in the music business, in the film business. He's he, the late Jerry Weintraub. And the story is told about him that he was such a great convincer and such a great salesman, if you will, or pitch man, that whenever he heard, whenever anybody said no to him, he heard maybe. And whenever mm. he heard maybe, he heard yes. So, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the way that I live. And in the music business or the entertainment business at large, my daughter's an actor now and she's having to get used to this. Mm. No is your friend because you hear it so much. And, and, and it's funny sometimes because finally when somebody says yes, you just invariably get up and go, okay, thank you very much. And you start to walk out and then you go, whoa, wait a minute. You just said yes. <laughs> wait. So, that's so good. You know, it, it, yeah, it's just, it's, Rejection is part of the game, and if you're going to be in this game or any game where you're in the creative space and you're following your dream and you're in the flow, you have to, be, you have to get used to the rejection because some people just don't know, and some people just don't know what they don't know. And yeah. on the other side of it is, you know, with, like with the little bit of acting I'm doing now and commercials and stuff, the rejection there is very easy to take because they're looking for something specific. And when I walk in, if I'm not it, I'm not it. And it's just, it's right. not nothing personal. It's yeah. like, it's like, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, but when you go to a restaurant and you're having your dessert afterwards and the server comes by and goes, would you like some coffee? And you say, no, that doesn't mean you don't <laughs> like coffee. That just means you don't want any right now. Right. <laughs> 
right? Right. Everybody loves coffee. What are you crazy? (laughs) Yeah. I just don't want any coffee right now. I don't want that look. I don't want that thing. I don't want that you right now. That's not, um, that doesn't mean forever. I love that. That's so important. That's so important. Well, thanks. And the other one is, I had a little piece in there called It Takes a Village, which is, you know, in any business, you have to build a team around you. You have to figure out your strengths and your weaknesses and then bring people in who can fit into that little puzzle with you. Who, if, if, like, I'm not very good with keeping up with finances. I could care less. But I have people <laughs> in my group who help me with that, you yeah. know. And, and you, you have to do that. So for every – the joke is this. For every Taylor Swift, who is a huge star – there are 50 people around her helping her take care of her business. Yeah. So it's yeah. never one person. Mm-hmm. And getting that team built, like talk to us about that. How do you help people build their team? Well, the first thing is, is, you know, I explained to them that they really, that, that they shouldn't try to do everything by themselves. A lot of type A people who are in the entertainment business want to do everything themselves and feel like they can do it. The way that I have finally figured out to diffuse that was very simple. I just kind of turned it around to him and I go, here's the thing. You are robbing your audience and your fans from being the best artist you can possibly be because you're not spending a hundred percent of your time doing that. Mm -hmm. You're spending 50% of your time booking yourself or whatever else you're doing. And then you're only got 50% of the time to be an artist. That's no good. So that works. Awesome. Awesome. So you have got a book coming out. It's your own, your own book. Is this your first like solo project when it comes to writing? It it is. Yes. Yes, it is. And it's, uh, it's about being a gentleman. One of the things, and it's not all, you have to do this. You have to do that. There's a lot of humor in it too. I have a good time with it. Um, But the reality is civility is at an all-time low. I mean, wow. not to get into particulars, but, I mean, you know, people don't hold the door for one another. You know, when, when someone says thank you, a lot of times the response is no problem. Well, that's bulls. That's crazy. <laughs> that's not the right response. Uh, you're, you're robbing yeah. the person from the joy of them saying thank you by not saying, uh, well, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, and it's just, it's just little stuff, but but it's really missing in today's world. The, the other thing is one of my big pet peeves about the music business is the gentlemen in this business don't dress up. And mm. <clears throat> it a lot of times looks ridiculously bad. It's a pet peeve of mine. And you, do you dress so, that in the book? <laughs> I do. I do indeed. Awesome. And, and we're going to segue people, into your fashion thing in a minute, but go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I just tell people it's just as easy to to put on a, a shirt and pants that match as it's just as easy to do that as it's easy to just throw something on and get out of the house. Mm-hmm. But it carries a big statement. And, 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 and I have to tell you this. Let me tell you where I got it. In the late 90s, I had a business partner who had had a reasonable amount of success, and I'm 
laughing and being funny about that. Bill O'Coin, he managed Kiss and Billy Idol. So mm-hmm. he had a little bit of success. Well, when mm-hmm. we were business partners, he taught me when we go into record companies to, to meet them, you need to dress up. You need to be dressed better than those guys are going to be when you walk in there because immediately they think you know something that they don't know. Mm. And he was right. And to this day, it still happens. I mean, if I show up and usually I'm dressed up pretty well, people notice it. And it makes a difference. It really does. Yeah. yeah. We really can never be overdressed. This is something I have to I tell agree. myself as well. Yeah. I have a grandmother that dressed up. I mean, I don't care where I, you know, I used to swim when I was a little kid. They would come to my swim meets and she would be all dressed up to the soccer mm-hmm. field, all dressed up to the family party. All dre- She just always had her heels on and her St. John knits. It just, it felt like kind of inappropriate, but at the best, at, at, at it, in the end, she always spoke so much love, that kind of effort and energy spoke volumes of, of insight, like you said, intelligence, like what does she know that we don't know? <laughs> and just love. Yeah. She just made the effort. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So tell us about your fashion work. So you're doing a lot in um, like in style country and with Macy's and also tell us about that. It's so cool because it well, all kind of, you know, connects. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, it, it really does connect. And the, the interesting thing about it is what really kind of kicked it off was in 2014, Vanity Fair magazine had the international best dressed challenge and it was for regular folks. And my daughter who was 14 at the time, we were looking through the magazine and she saw the ad and she said, dad, you ought to do that. And oh. then she said the, the words that melted my heart. She said, and I'll take your pictures, which <laughs> meant to me awesome. it's a daddy daughter time. Yeah. And so I'm like, let's do it. Well, I ended up being number three in the world. So, wow. which was, which was crazy to think about, but so from there, um, I ended up through, a, a, another little quirk of fate. I ended up working for Macy's as a part-time sales associate, mainly because I got a great deal on clothes. And, and the other <laughs> thing was, um, there was a way for me to get my health insurance covered, which is a whole other subject. But, you know, it's it's what what we as entrepreneurs face. It's one of the things (laughs) we have to face. Well, so I go to work at Macy's, and within a short period of time, the manager of the store came to the men's department one day and said, you know, I've been following you on on Instagram. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, this could go one of two ways. And then she said, I love what you're doing. And the people in New York would like to talk to you. So suddenly I'm on the Macy's Style Crew, which is a national initiative to to mainly, you know, sell stuff from Macy's, but also show people how to put outfits together and that sort of thing. And then on Macy's.com, they hired me to do a little video to show gentlemen how to measure themselves for a suit if they're going to buy it online. So all of these crazy opportunities from that, and then also from Macy's, In Style Country, which is a Nashville-based web series, it's, it, and the basis is where music meets fashion. Well, mm. they called Macy's a year ago about doing a segment on holiday packaging for fragrances. You know how fragrances at, at Christmas will 
you know, they'll sell you a cologne and a and a deodorant, and if you buy them, you'll get a duffel bag or something. Yeah, so, yeah. So they called Macy's wanting to do that, and and the ladies in the in the cosmetics were like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be on TV, I don't want to do that. I don't, let's call Chris. So <laughs> they called me, and I'm like, well, yeah, I'll do that. So that's how I met the people at InStyle Country, and within short order, they had me. Uh, coming in and interviewing people at shows. In fact, that's what I'm doing today here in Nashville is the country radio seminar, which is the biggest country music um, convention in the the world. Awesome. And I'm interviewing up-and-coming artists for InStyle Country here today. It's Mm. quite fun. So fun. You're just in your element right now. In the flow. That's awesome. Yeah, totally in the flow. Give us a success story. So who's been maybe one of your, um, a client of yours or an artist that you really got to see a lot of success um, with? Do you have a story to share about somebody that you enjoy well, working with? Well, there's, there's, um, there's a guy right now who's really just starting to break, and he's going to be a huge star. His name is Kale Dodds, C A L E. D-O-D-D-S. Okay. Um, and I have known him and, and mentored him a little bit, but we really have just become friends, and, and, and I'm sort of a confidant with him. But he's going to be a huge star. Um, I was fortunate enough to work with Leia Salonga, who's arguably one of the largest and well, most well-known Broadway stars in the world. She was the original mm-hmm. lead in Miss Saigon. I got to see her transition into doing a couple of new albums. In fact, I produced an album for her uh, about eight years ago. So, you know, some people like that. And, and um, I mean, that's basically it. I mean, there, there are songwriters who I've worked with who have gone on to have tremendous success, and, and I'm very pleased with all that. I just, I'm just pleased to be able to be in the business. It's yeah. just great fun. Do you work more like as a coach with them or is it more like an agent, like going out and finding, you know, gigs and bookings and stuff for them? Or what, what does your work entail when you are working mm-hmm. with an artist? Yeah, I, no, I don't ever do any uh, booking of dates. That's okay. really an, another thing. But I um, either consult with them or manage them. And then basically any sort of thing that comes to them, any opportunity we take a look at it and, and figure out the pros and cons and then figure out whether it makes sense for them to do it. I also coach artists to get them ready to go in and to meet record labels and, and how to shop a record deal, that sort of thing. Okay. And like with the 20 questions that I offer as a free exercise, that just gives me a baseline of where an artist is in their career, what they understand about the business and where they want to go, where they see themselves in six months or a year. And then it, it gives me a way to figure out if I can be of value to them. Yeah, yeah. It was so funny because I shared the 20 questions with my son. And my son wants to be a music producer. He's in high school right now. And um, so he's all into his craft, you know, just passionate about creating beats and hooking up with other um, voices and stuff and writers and so uh, I give him the questions, and, I mean, he gets so perturbed at questions. And I don't know if this is common with a lot of artists, but they love being in their creative zone. And so when you ask them hard questions or challenging questions that are, you know, cause them to kind of look inside a little bit, do some introspection, um, it could be frustrating. And so he was like, ah. Oh. 
And I said, you know, you really got to like, uh, you got to grow on the inside to be able to experience true success on the outside. And so this is where it all starts. Like you can't even work with somebody like Chris until you're willing to answer these questions and spend a little time and get serious about where you're at with all of this stuff, you know? So I'm challenging him to complete your 20 questions. So I think that they're great. But do you find that with a lot of artists that sometimes it's difficult for them to spend that time looking in and, and really getting honest about what moves them and what, what they have planned, what they see for the future and, Yes, I do. Um, and it's interesting because then, you know, when I get any sort of pushback from them, I go, listen, here's where this comes from. I have been in too many situations before where I've taken an artist in to meet somebody at a record label. And the, and the first or second question they get is, tell me who you are and who your audience is. <laughs> That's you a tough a question for a lot of people. Right? Yeah. And I've heard so many people stumble over that. It was like, you have to, and through the 20 questions, what I try to do is get them to to be able to tell me in one sentence who they are and where they want to be. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it, you know, if you're rambling, well, you know, I used to sing this, but I really like to sing this. But if you'd rather hear me sing this other style, <laughs> I can do that too. Right. You know, no, that's the kiss of death for crying right. out loud. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, you have to, Stacy, here's what it is. You have to know your own voice. If you don't know your own voice, you can't make it in the business. It's that simple. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and, and the same thing with being an actor or a writer yeah. or anything. And, it, and it, it moves to that, that other thing that you and I talked about, finding your lane. Your yeah. lane is your voice. It's who you yeah. are. There's a set of guardrails, and you, and, you, and you move through there. So yeah. that's it. So good. It doesn't matter. I mean, business owners, entrepreneurs, all of us need to know, like, what sound am I here to make in the earth? What's my message? Who am I? Who am I here to serve? And how do I bring value, you know, to planet earth? And so I love that. I loved reading the questions. I thought this is so, it's just so necessary that we all spend that time getting to know ourselves and our pitch and our tone and all of it. So good. So your, your big tip for up and coming Artists, songwriters, producers, what, what, what would be a, a few tips you can give them? A, a, a couple. Um, okay. One is, is sort of what we just talked about. Know who you are and how to explain who you are in the, in using word economy, using the mm-hmm. least amount of words that you can. Mm-hmm. Make, take an elevator pitch and cut it in half. And, and that's the first thing. The second thing is, be resilient. Uh, get used to the word no and don't take it personally. Um, you know, I used to, when I would walk out of an office with a, an artist and they'd heard the word no, I would always look at him and go, don't worry, we'll wink at him from the stage of the Grammys. Yeah, and, awesome. You know, and, and because, you know, you you got to be resilient in the business. And, and the other part of it is celebrate the little victories. Every little thing in your career, cherish it. Because first off, you know, being an artist, you're one in a million. I mean, there's a million other people who would want to do what you're doing, whether you're successful or not. So be grateful of that. And the more grateful that you are, and again, I'm preaching to the choir with you and probably to most of the listeners here, gratefulness 
beseech is gratefulness. You know, the more grateful you are, the better the things get that come to you. And then you get more grateful and then it gets more, more great. You know, it's (laughs) like this whole abundance thing is real. And I got to, I got to tell you this one. This is like my favorite one now. And I'm, I need to write about this, but you know, when people question abundance to me, I say, look, let me put it to you like this. If you don't believe there is abundance out there for everybody, then riddle me this, Batman. There's more air than you or I can possibly breathe. Oh, good. But it's there, yeah. and it's yeah. there for us to breathe. Yeah. So anyway. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, to, to doubt abundance is like, oh, my gosh, it's this craziness. It just takes one second of consciousness, right, to open your eyes and look around and, and, and notice. It's just uh, it, we live in an abundant universe. Amazing. Exactly. So cool. So cool. So uh, do not follow Chris Keaton on Instagram, people. Don't do it. Yeah. Right? Don't do it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, and if you decide not to do it, it's at Chris J. Keaton. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Okay. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. No, you don't. Oh, my gosh. He's so fun, you guys. Hook up with Chris. Get the 20 questions. If you are an artist or you would um, consider working with somebody like Chris, get over there to chriskeaton.com um, and, and check out his stuff. He's such an inspiration. And um, just connect with this guy. Good energy. And you are in the third life, you said. You're having your pretty much third, uh, what did you call it? <laughs> it's a third act. Yeah, your third act. That's right. Yeah, and I don't the know if, first, it's a, if it's a three act or a four act play. I'll have to right? get back to you on that. We don't know about that part. I know how many acts are there <laughs> in this play? Oh my Not god! Not really sure. It oh, may never yes. end. That's right. That's right. But we're gonna enjoy the the act that we're in. We're gonna be totally, fully present to and show up big in this world. And that's what we love about you, Chris. You are showing up big. You are all you, and it's just refreshing. Very inspiring. We just need more people like you in the world, and um, I just love it. It's just cool what you're doing. Well, well, Stacy, thank you so much, and thank you for letting me be a guest on your show. Your show is fabulous, and, and speaking of energy, I mean, I love your energy and just the whole vibe that you have. It's just it's wonderful, and I would okay. I would say the same thing back to you. The world needs more people like you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, we're going to let you get back to your awesome conference. It sounds like a great place that you're um, in right now. It's so cool to be in that space. I love it. Love that. So thank you for being with us today. And listeners, hook up with Chris all over the place. He's all over the place. Um, Get some fashion tips. Get on his newsletter. He he, um, sends out a newsletter, News You Can Use, which is very cool. (laughs) I love that. And if you are in need of coaching or you're ready to get your voice out in a bigger way as far as um, your own message in the world, you can head on over to stacyc.com, S-T-A-C-E-Y-C.com, and I can help you be the change you are hoping to see in the world. And so we're going to say bye for now. Bye, Chris. Have an awesome time at the show. And listeners, we will see you next week on the Changebook Radio Show. Peace out.